Welcome to season two of Lean Startup Company podcast series. I'm Heather McGough, co-founder of Lean Startup Company, where we share lean startup and modern management techniques to a growing community of entrepreneurs and corporate innovators. We produce webcasts, podcasts, original content, our annual Lean Startup Conference, and offer live and virtual training in the enterprise. Whether you're building a high growth tech startup, a mobile app, a piece of hardware, working in a nonprofit or a large bureaucratic organization, adopting lean startup methodology can help support continuous innovation and sustainable growth. Today's guest is James Warren. James is the founder of sharemorestories.com. Share More Stories is a social storytelling project that empowers people to get their stories out and into the world and helps brands and organizations achieve deeper engagement through shared stories. James, welcome and thanks for being with us today. Thanks very much for having me. James, you were a successful marketing executive at an enterprise. Why did you leave and how did you find the courage to start your own company? Well, Heather, you know, I was at my previous company for almost 18 years. So it was, it was time to move on. You know, all good things eventually come to an end. But I, I definitely had the passion to do this for, for quite some time. When I had the opportunity to really start a new chapter in my life and my career, I definitely took it. You know, and, and I would say starting it wasn't the hardest part because I, I really did know it's, it's what I was supposed to do. But being able to persevere, that's really where the courage comes from, um, being able to stick through it um, in, the, in the early days when you're trying to build something. Uh, I think that's the, that's the challenging part, but that's also what I'm, what I'm supposed to do. So why share some stories? Where did you find the inspiration for this, uh, this company? Man, well, I love telling and sharing stories. I, I love writing. These, these are things I've been doing since I was a small child. Uh, my parents used to bring me out in my pajamas to tell stories when they had their friends over for cocktails, and I have very vivid memories of those days. And throughout my life, especially probably starting in college, um, I've been drawn to writing as a way of expressing myself. I, I love writing and I love reading. And I guess you would also say I've been a, a frustrated writer for a good portion of that time. And it's not so much about whether or not you get published or don't get published. It's really about getting heard or being heard, um, getting your story out. And, you know, Maya Angelou once said, there's no greater agony than bearing an untold story inside of you. And I really, really believe that as the truth. It, it resonates with me. And it's actually become our mantra for Share More Stories. You know, I think I and our, our platform and our company, we want to help other people get their stories out because we know firsthand what the power of sharing stories is. You know, I listened to uh, some of the videos on your website and, and just hearing you talk um, previously. You take a real collaborative approach to the business. How does that factor into the way you test and learn with both contributors and readers? Great question. Um, I think collaboration is at the heart of everything we do. It's how I like to work. It's how we work as a team. And frankly, it's kind of how the platform works, you know, people working together to share their stories. And personally, I believe in the future, collaboration will change the way that people create content. Um, There's early, early experiments in that today, but I think in the future it will be much more uh, collaborative content development. Right now, I'm collaborating with contributors on the platform as they work through the process of sharing their own stories. And soon, other parties, other players will become more active in collaborating with our creators and our contributors. 
from a test and learn standpoint, what we realized early on was that pure collaboration, like maybe co-writing, uh, in-depth feedback in a progressive way, is either too early or too niche. And for most people, writing is a solitary activity. So I think the potential benefit from you know, collaborative writing might either be less impactful than we wanted to believe, or it just might be a little too hard to imagine right now. So we need to kind of map our way there and see if there's real value there. Um, and we're doing that. But, but in a different way, we've also learned that there are really passionate contributors who are, I would say, almost they're sold on the idea of sharing their stories and they want to collaborate in a general sense with us on the platform. They want to help us grow it. And so that's led us to understand for ourselves the real power of curation and the role that community plays in helping people share their stories. I always say it's one thing to read what somebody else tells you about a topic, like, say, curation or the role community plays. It's another thing to experience it firsthand from your own experiments. And so some of these individuals are now taking on big roles in helping us shape product and user experience in ways that make it easier for other people to come to the site and share their stories. So the first time I went on your website, I, I didn't really know what to expect. I mean, I knew the basics about you know what the site was, but I thought, what kind of stories are they going to be? And so can you tell us a little bit about you know who these uh, contributors and readers are and what sorts of stories they're telling? Sure. You know, what we have found so far, um, most of the stories have been personal narrative or personal stories, either an event that's happened in a person's life um, or a little bit of a, almost a memoir, a look back at a person's life. And we've also had uh, some original short fiction shared and a couple of even um, essays or thought leadership type pieces. But personal narratives tend to be the majority of what we've seen. And that really, I think, aligns with the vision of Share More Stories because everybody has a personal narrative. And so, frankly, that's where the greatest opportunity is. I think that's also an opportunity for us to, to help people get those stories out. Um, I think as much as everybody has one, it's not easy to share it. It's definitely not easy to write it. And so those become things that we are actively working through from a product standpoint to help people get those types of stories out. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, you offer a lot of different features. So you know, maybe one would choose share some stories over, say, starting their own blog because of that? Great point, because, in fact, that's what's happening right now is some folks, if they look at blogging, they realize that blogging is still sort of contributing individually and developing an audience on your own. What holds their interest and attention from a share more story standpoint is being able to to participate in a community with other people who are sharing and contributing. And practically speaking, if you aspire to you know, be heard and you have a story to, to, to share or multiple stories to share, while well, a blog platform allows you to do that, it also creates a certain expectation that you're going to populate that blog with all of the content all the time. By being part of a community or part of a themed community, even one that you might curate on Share More Stories instead of your own blog, you definitely have the opportunity not only to meet your audience's needs with content, but also to, to allow other people to share their stories and have a voice in that community as well. Hmm. Okay, great. Well, now that folks have a little bit more context, let's get back to the business. What were some of the most important moments and decisions you went through after launching your business? Well, let's see. <laughs> there's, there's lots. I mean, you go through big moments and decisions all the time. I feel like it's a, a long journey full of those, and, and we're really at the beginning. But a few definitely come to mind. Um, 
probably the first one, this goes back to last summer, was really figuring out how to assemble the right advisory team. Um, and fortunately, I think I did because my advisory team has been absolutely crucial in helping develop strategy, do scenario planning, refine the prototype, which is, is what we have uh, up there right now, what we're learning and experiment, experimenting with right now. They're an amazing and talented group of people, and without them, share more stories would still just be an idea. Um, so I think that was the first really important decision um, that I had to make before I had a broader group of people. Once other people got involved, another was really figuring out how did we want to uh, develop our prototype. And to be blunt, how did we want to pay for it? You know, lean isn't about bootstrapping, although there's probably a decent coincidence. Because um, I practice lean in a manner when I led new business development in corporate. For me, the biggest driver of success, if you're thinking about lean startup, is really having people truly bought in to this shared vision of success. Um, and so for me, I wanted those early development partners to not just be quote-unquote vendors. I really wanted them to be key stakeholders in, in developing this new product, this new platform. And so while I didn't have co-founders early on, um, I definitely brought those initial development partners, both product and marketing, in um, from an equity standpoint because I really felt that was important to make sure that they were all in. So that was a really crucial decision at that early stage. Um, another one was we decided shortly after launching our prototype to, to start a crowdfunding campaign. Looking back, that probably wasn't a great decision because it definitely um, diluted our focus, but it was also hugely successful from a learning standpoint, which is, again, the, the whole point of this. And it helped us learn something really important early on in the development of this product and this platform. And that was that the value proposition wasn't clear. And I think that's both a function of how we were communicating it, but also a function of the fact that we were so early in learning about it. And so that is a powerful lesson. I wouldn't necessarily advise people, hey, go start a crowdfunding campaign <laughs> to see if you're right mm -hmm. or not. Um, but it definitely gave us some crucial insight early on, which we really converted into how we've been developing the product since. And I would say the last decision, which is even more recent, um, as we've learned about a new customer, a new market opportunity, which is really related to helping brands and organizations drive deeper engagement through stories, we really needed to rethink our strategy. And, and frankly, we're still doing that as far as how to connect with that market. So we really needed to assess capability-wise, resource-wise, are we set up to go after that opportunity? If not, what do we need to do? And we made the decision to bring on a partner who could really help us not only develop that value prop for brands and large nonprofits, but also give us access to those large potential customers and clients, because that's really become part of that critical path. So that was a big decision, was really bringing on our first major investor and partner. Um, we'll be making that news public in the coming weeks, but it's already turned out to be just what we've needed. We've got some great exposure and access among this target client group. We've got basically incubator support from them and a little cash never hurt an early stage startup. So thanks to this deal, we've already added some potential customers um, to the pipeline and our goal is to start converting those into actual customers later in this quarter and early fourth quarter. You mentioned Lean Startup. Can you expand a little bit more on how the Lean Startup method helped your process? Sure. It's funny because um, when I when I kind of knew I wanted to start this business, I'd already had some pretty solid experience building business um, in a corporate environment, and I had previously experimented with this idea of how does publishing and storytelling and technology and social, how do those things intersect? 
But I knew I didn't want to necessarily rehash those previous attempts, and I also wanted to make sure I was making the most of what I'd learned over my you know, long career um, in brand and business development. So a friend of mine said, you need to read this book when you start up. And at that time, I had not heard of it and, and had not heard of Eric, but I said, this looks like a really good book. I'm always intrigued by smart process. Um, so I read it. And the concepts of minimum viable product, the built test learn cycle, and even the way that startup principles integrate with things like business model canvas, it just made a lot of sense to me. So pretty much immediately, I began following that approach from a concept testing and concept development and testing standpoint last summer. First, we used a platform called Quick MVP. We identified potential early adopters and engaged them uh, months prior to actually launching the prototype. Uh, the results of those tests, as well as a lot of the feedback we were getting from those respondents, we were really able to use that to start to understand what, if the concept resonated or didn't resonate and why, which aspects of the con concept were resonating, really just from a language standpoint. And that started to obviously inform how we were going to design and develop the business, the brand, and the product. Uh, I did a lot of stakeholder engagement. I probably have had over 150 one-on-one -on -one conversations just over the past year, specifically around the concept, the strategy, the product. And I used that feedback as well in almost a different form of, of testing and learning, testing the concept. Um, and then moved from Quick MVP to a different platform, Unbounce, so I could do more advanced concept testing. Um, at the time, Quick MVP itself was a minimum viable product. I actually had wonderful dialogue with some of their developers about potential product enhancements they could offer in the future. Uh, but for where we were at the time, I needed to be able to do some more uh, detailed and sophisticated concept testing, you know, A-B testing of the different concepts. And so I kind of married some of the principles from Lean Startup with some of my more traditional brand management um, uh, testing methodologies, and one of those was called an ad pack test. So I did an ad concept test on Google and Facebook to, to really drive users through a variety of different ad messages to several different concept landing pages. Uh, and this enabled us to generate also more potential early adopters or leads prior to launch, but it really helped us refine uh, some of the features we needed to include at launch. It really helped us refine how to communicate some of those features on the site itself. Um, and then we actually launched the prototype um, last November, we call that our alpha site. And that's the prototype you see today. It's our, it's our evolving sort of living, breathing MVP. You know, the funny thing is when I started this last summer, the initial scope uh, was almost a non-functional descriptive site that would explain what Shamor stories could be. I didn't know, I didn't know any better. Um, but I was fortunate enough to bring on such a great development partner that they actually gave us a working prototype instead. Um, so we could learn from actual users. And so that's what we've been doing ever since. So now you've got functioning MVP out there. What areas are you focusing on to improve the business now? Well, let's see. You know, we're, we're still a very lean organization, no pun intended. Um, so resourcing is a challenge. But, but with our new partner on board, I, I, we've got additional resources that are coming into play that help us work through strategy and marketing faster. Uh, the big focus, of course, is product. So we're, we're making enhancements to the site as we speak, both to, to dial in the best way to source contributors and content, because um, that's what really defines traction on a platform like sharemorestories.com is more contributors, more content, bigger audience. Um, but we're also refining and testing this value proposition for brands and large nonprofits at the same time, because we really feel that's where the revenue will come from, at least in the, the near to midterm.
Can you tell me a little bit more about the revenue model? Sure. I mean, I would say we have a revenue hypothesis, <laughs> but the model is mm -hmm. not yet uh, complete and validated. That's exactly what we're trying to do right now. So we're, mm -hmm. we're doing two things. One is trying to figure out uh, what specifically helps people get their stories out, because um, we think there's real value there in a variety of ways to monetize that. And then we're, we're also trying to develop, develop and define a, a very specific value proposition for brands and organizations, because we see them as customers who have a need for deeper engagement with their consumers, customers, uh, key constituents. And we think that stories are a solution for that. Stories in a platform like sharemorestories.com is a solution for that. And brands and, and large nonprofits have both the ability and willingness to pay for those type of solutions. So here's a question I um, am really curious about. If you could go back to your enterprise organization, what advice would you give them about building new products and services based on what you've learned? <laughs> Great question. Well, I think I've, I've always been an entrepreneur um, at heart. And I know people like to debate whether or not you're an entrepreneur unless you're actually doing your own thing. I don't, I don't really care about that conversation. I think it's more about the passion of building new business um, and building things from, from scratch. And I came out of a huge company with big brands and big budgets where I had the opportunity to do that. Um, but everything is big, and I was closely involved in the development and launch of a new company within the enterprise and with its first two new products. So I come at this from a point of experience, not just, not just from my previous company, but also from the work I've done recently. And, and my message would be for any company, um, particularly a large company that's trying to innovate its way to growth, and that is that there is tremendous value in small experiments, things that might be really small in, in, their, in their initial scope and scale can often yield huge insights that can eventually be capitalized on. But you can't get to the insight without the experiment, and you can't get to the experiment unless you have the culture, the tolerance, and the patience to test small things, even if they don't yield immediate revenue. Um, I think one of the things that Eric said in his book is, is along the lines of the purpose um, or the approach of creating a startup in this manner it's, and why it's fundamentally different from other ventures is that you're really trying to find a way, a sustainable new way to drive value, or, you know, again, or at least something to that effect. And sustainability is, is not obvious or apparent overnight. Um, the best way, the most sustainable way, can literally only be identified from multiple experiments. Um, so I tell people all the time, our objectives right now are to learn, not to make money yet, not to hit a certain user number yet, but to learn the best, most sustainable ways in the near and, and not so near future to, to grow customers and revenue. So success is measured right now in what we've learned, um, and that's often hard. It can be hard on your ego. It can be hard on your stakeholders. It can be hard on your family because they often make the biggest sacrifices associated um, with starting something new. But that's kind of what it has to be until we can prove the hypothesis and, and gain those insights that start to accelerate um, growth on the platform. I think for large companies, that's often hard to do. Um, but if they can figure it out, if they can find the right way to fit that in culturally, um, enable those types of experiments, and also leave them alone <laughs> so they can be, be run and, and learn from, then I think they can, they can do the exact same thing that small companies and startups are doing as well. And considering all the risks that are involved, I'm curious, what are some of the stories that have been contributed that have surprised you or validated that this is indeed a good business? Mm. Um, 
you know, it's it's funny because some of the stories that are shared have truly made me emotional when I read them because, again, I approach them both as as the, I guess you could say, curator-in-chief of this platform, but also a person who is fascinated by people's stories. Um, and so, again, so many of these stories that have been shared have been personal narratives, uh, personal life experiences, and those are the ones that I tend to gravitate towards the most personally. Um, just a few days ago, uh, a new user shared a personal narrative about how she lost her son due to her struggle with addiction. And, I mean, it was a very powerful, honest, and courageous story to share. And, and that's what I mean when I talk about people finding it, finding the opportunity to, to share that kind of a story and get it out into the world because it does so many things. It does things for the individual. It's healing. But it also does a lot of things for other people because you can relate to those stories and be like, oh, you know, either my experience is not quite the same, but I see some similarities, or I've been through what that person's been through. And frankly, let's face it, when you see somebody else going through something that's really difficult, it gives you perspective on your own life. Like, oh, I thought what I was facing was a challenge. Look at what this person's gone through. All of that, I think, is what empowers other people to share their stories. And so personal narratives like that, and even ones that are maybe more lighthearted or funny, are, are what we're after. Um, because I think that those stories, again, everybody has one, and if you can help them get those out into the world, then you've got um, a really nice platform from a content standpoint. Yeah. Well, we're just about out of time, but I am curious. You're going to be at the Lean Startup Conference this year, and I would like to know, what are you excited about learning over the course of those four days, and what can we expect from your talk? Well, let's see. Um, I guess uh, in terms of what I'm excited about, I can't wait to meet just a bunch of other people from different walks of life, different professional journeys, uh, different startup experiences, but all who are kind of committed to this idea of figuring out, hey, how, how do we create, um, as, as Eric puts it, more innovative, more continuously innovative and sustainable businesses? And frankly, business cultures, you know, the organizations that empower those types of businesses and those ventures. I really believe that when you get a diverse, engaged group of people in the room, big things happen. So I'm just excited to be part of that experience and participate in that experience. And as for my talk, well, I won't give it all away just yet, but let's, let's say that I'll be sharing some stories about the process and the journey, both personally and professionally as a company towards this future where more and more people can share their stories and get them out into the, into the world. Well, James, we appreciate you being here with us today, and thank you for sharing your story with us. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate the opportunity. Thanks to our guest, James Warren. I'm Heather McGough from Lean Startup Company. Our team looks forward to having you join us for upcoming podcasts and webcasts. You can also follow us on Twitter at Lean Startup, Register for our flagship Lean Startup Conference or follow our blog. Visit leanstartup.co for more information.